five, four, three, two, one, launch. That's right. Hey, everyone. Episode seven of Chet and Devin. The actual episode seven, not last time, like uh, my mistake. Uh, uh, <laughs> episode seven is here. So thank you for everyone uh, joining us on this uh, grand episode. Uh, I am Chet or Cheddar, uh, whatever's right. better. Uh, nice. And yeah. who is joining me? And Devin, so on Chad and Devin podcast. Oh, really, Devin? Yep. Oh, <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Sorry, I know I sound a little shipper. Um, <laughs> I uh, the coffee helps. Uh, I guess. Uh, I guess we'll get <laughs> right into it. I was gonna just start off and go off how I'm doing. Uh, but I mean, yeah. let me be a little bit more cordial. How are you, Devin? Uh, you know, not too bad. Just doing all right. Uh, yeah, surviving. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, somehow the year um, of all years. Right. I, yeah, it's pretty I, terrible. I um. Well, yeah, it's a. This <laughs> is it's a jaw dropping year. Like I just I I'm kind of speechless. It's it's weird. Uh, and this is part of. <laughs> there's some things I want to bring up, you know, for a little new segment today. Um. And maybe we should uh, title the segments a little bit more clear, you know, clearly just uh, uh, anyway. So it's very nice that uh, well, with my work, they gave me because I work from home do, doing call center work and I got a laptop uh, and I got to exchange my desktop for a laptop. So now I have a laptop so I can walk around and take calls. And it's nice because I have my kids and I can go lock myself in the bathroom and you know, <laughs> call through, call someone oh. now. Uh, so that'll help me a, a little bit. Uh, that's something that's nice. But what I was going to say that the this is like the year of all years is just like every week. It just seems like a another bad thing is happening, you know, another big bad thing. Yeah, uh, it's true. Honestly. Almost relentlessly, and. Uh, Try not to bring. Uh, it, I I just I cannot believe this year. It is it just leaves me speechless. But uh, one thing that I I had some bigger news I want to talk about. Uh, but one sad thing that that happened. Uh, well, there's I know suicide happens often, but there's a streamer popular streamer named Reckful who committed suicide within the last week and he was just a uh, like a legendary World of Warcraft PvPer and uh, gamer and I, I just remember you know looking up to him uh, mm. in, in ways of uh, like watching videos and, and just following that that's uh, before Twitter and all of that stuff was big I was uh, there's just weird you know YouTube videos and it was all pretty obscure it was on a uh, hidden sites not on like world of warcraft site uh what you have to find like videos of these people on um the, this is before streaming and so it's just it's this is another kind of example of like uh someone like uh, i think his name is chester bennington the lincoln park vocalist who oh, yeah. just you know or robin williams like some you, you know right. it, it shows you that that uh really it's not about materials you know it is about uh, how you feel about yourself because they had all of those things, uh, you know, all that. Pa- like this, this player, Ruckful, is so skillful. He could, 
he, you know, he was like ranked one for a while in World of Warcraft, and then he picked up a Hearthstone when it was just launching. He he was one of the ones that went to that, and he was maybe not the like the first, but one of the it, among the first like pro players who are showing that you can be. Because a lot of people are saying it was just a pay-to-win game, and it was, uh, and I'm sure it is. Uh, I'm not trying to dispute that. I think people were mostly complaining that it was just luck-based, and he was showing that, you know, it's kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes, there is luck, but you can, uh, you know, it's about playing the luck to your favor in in a way. And so, he, I just mean he was so skillful. He could just pick up so much, and it just it, he was making his own game, and he had this community following him, and it just. Uh, it's sad. So I guess I just want to say, you know, but lightly as someone I kind of follow, you know, rest in peace, Ruckful, and uh, his name is Byron Bernstein. And it just kind of, yeah, it's, it's just yeah. like one more thing that didn't need to happen in the world, you know? Right. But, yeah. It's uh, I mean, it, it really is uh, pretty bad. You know, I mean, I've honestly been in uh, Me that, too. that mindset from the past. So I, uh, I have points. as well. So. Yeah, it's 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 hard and still like, well, no part of me actually like ever, I, I don't know, thinks of any action like that. There is lots of part of me that just think like, I, I guess I have thoughts like, man, is, is life worth all this pain, especially in, in this goddamn year? Like just yeah. some of the stuff I've, I've had to uh, go through in this year is just uh, I just beyond the most. I thought I got through a lot of like my challenging years over the last five years. I, I kind of spent reconstructing myself and I'm still sort of in that process. And all of a sudden this year, it's like, I, I just was working on this momentum that was just built up last year. And this year's just turned it off. And first my, my dad died in 2019 and mm-hmm. yeah, that's December and, and you know, right before this year. And, right. and I know, I know if, uh, I know if you, I've kind of joked about this, but I mean, I I know my dad well enough that if he was alive right now, he, and, you know, like kind of speaking for, you know, vicariously as, as, or I don't know if that's used appropriately, but I just mean, sort of speaking as him, I know he would, you know, say like, I'd rather be dead than living this year because it's it's just, (laughs) I know he does not like crowds, so he would hate the stores. Uh, It's, you know, uh, I know he would say something like that. and, um, you know, he'd tell me just to keep worrying about the kids, but God damn, is it so hard worrying about kids in this like, you know, pandemic time while also not hating them for not letting you work. <laughs> but, um, but what I was going to say, I'm glad that, you know, I, we're going into kids here because, uh, the big news I wanted to bring up, Devin, I don't know if you have heard any of this, uh, but there is an even i don't know i don't know if i should say even bigger uh, that's that's not really appropriate but in in ways yes uh but an even bigger or a, another big pan uh metaphorical pandemic uh the smash bros community and i'm sure lots of games have this but the the smash bros community has been exposed to have several uh, abusers like um, like sexual misconduct abusers, the, they range on a variety of levels. Have you heard of any of this? 
uh, yeah, my YouTubers I watch talked about yep. it and uh, mentioned Evo, you know, quote. Commentator. Yeah, exactly. Senpai. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was in going into this not trying to drop any, because uh, I don't want, I don't want to be that. That's just, that's the most shocking case because it's a 24-year-old female grooming a male and uh, uh, it's just you know it's uh, it's it's complicated and, and messy and just, just very gross and, you know uh, but my point being is that why I wanted to bring it up is because I feel I know it's been you know talk kind of happening or, or around but I feel like a lot of the talk is like what's happening to the Smash Bros community is Smash Bros community over uh you know, the Smash Bros. community needs to change. And I, I mean, yes, yes, yes. But the Smash Bros. community, I, I just can't help but think, but, you know, we're only seeing pieces of the the puzzle. There's so, how many cases have happened that have just, like, you know, slid under, under the rug that mm-hmm. just for whatever circumstance, we can't tell. Maybe there's other communities that are worse, I think. I think, I mean, the Smash Bros. community is just the shining example. But I think, you know, uh, as our times change, uh, the idea used to be about creeper adults, you know, like this creepy old guy worrying about kids. But now, as a parent, you can't drop your kids off with other kids. They used to just be worrying about, you know, sex and, or sorry, like drugs and, you know, are they going to drink or, you know, whatever. Maybe they'll... Get, you know, give my kid a beer or two, and you know, you talk to them about that. But now it's now it's like, oh man, they, they might be start getting groomed and and be a, you know, a sex toy for some for some creeper, you know, and because yeah. they just uh, it's so easy easy for for someone to, and it's a problem I think with how uh, it's a commu- like a gaming community problem because it's as just someone who's played video games for a long time, you, when you see these good players, you look up to them and like, you're, you're like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. And, and they have so much power beyond that game. And don't, I don't know if they just, it's crazy how, you know, great at this game they can be. And then this, this, her, these horrific acts slide past them. But what I want to talk about is just because I think it, uh, any parent, anybody needs to be careful with going to any like like kids. Uh, I, I have to quote unquote unquote kids. You know, like a like any gaming tournament. You it is now a problem because it's. I know that there's blurry lines of uh, when you have like let's say a relationship with an 18 year old and a 17 year old. And then the 18 year old turns 19 or maybe they're both 17. And then the other one turns 18, you know, something like that. I, I know lines can get sort of blurry and, uh, I, I just feel like, uh, there's not a hard set of what's defined as like one. There's not a hard defined set of principles for like these kids and, it's not being uh, enforced. Like there's no rules. Uh, it, 
it's hard because the tournaments were put together. The few tournaments that I went to were like at college kid houses. And so it was very easy to just bust out alcohol or any drugs. And yeah. there's kids that could be there from like 13, uh, you know, eight. And it's, that used to be the only problem though, was just like, is there going to be drugs there? Is there going to be alcohol there? And I mean, that was already threatening enough, but now, now when you get next to this, you know, you're in close court, these kids, like your kid may be exposed to uh, a pro player or something like that. And then that pro player just, you know, is, is nice and acts like they're their friend. And then just, it, it's, you know what I mean? And it's so right. easy for them to abuse their power. Sometimes maybe, maybe even unintentionally. I, I'm just, I'm not trying to sound, you know, completely like devil's advocate. I'm just, so sometimes, uh, the, I, I don't know. We, pe- people just act weird and get in emotional circumstances. I just think life is more complicated. And I think through those, some of these people, uh, I mean, obviously when you get to examples like the 24 year old and the 14 year old, it, it's just, it, that's, you know, we're, I kind of, you know, stumble over the words there because it's, we can't defend that one. Um, I, mm. I just, I just, I just mean that when uh, people under, you know, uh, not under duress, but just under, you know, stress or under, uh, through our own emotional traumas, uh, sometimes we don't behave appropriately, but, th- and that's also not what's coming out though. Um, what's coming out is like a lot of, uh, uh, pro players like you know uh being being hit on and by minors and then just okay with it and then paying them to keep silent or like you ha- the the grooming is kind of a weird word it can it can mean a lot of things and i don't like it cuz things are some sometimes like case by case basis because uh, like there would be grooming in different ways, but you know what that means is just like persuading to be on my side and, and persuading that it's right. And right. Pr- pretty much that's, that's the thing is it's like th- those people will do something and then realize, Oh shit, I made a huge mistake. And then hmm. rather than fess up to the crime, they, they hide it. And they, I mean, they cultivate this atmosphere and, in Smash, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know how the community can persist anymore. But I just I wanted to bring this up because I don't know if <laughs> I mean I don't know how many listeners you know listeners we get or how many people hear this, but it it has to be talked about that if anyone and any kid is ever going to any game tournament or any thing like that. It, just be aware that now that the threat is more than just creepy adults, it's creepy kids. And it's, it's a bit weird to think about that, that the predators are, are kids at like the same, you know, the same level, like the same age, you know, and it's, it's kind of a bizarre thing, but it, I, I, yeah. I don't want to say those kids, cause I know when you're 20 and stuff and that you're that age, you're not fully developed, not till you're closer to 25 and 30. Uh, but at the same time, at the same time, there's, there's, 
you can't like you know even if uh you know a 22 year old should not be having sexting with a high score you know it's and true yeah uh, i mean i i just don't even know honestly what to think about it i I mean besides it's horrible but yeah i just i don't know what what uh you know the best course of action would be really the and it's it's a complicated thing because it's sort of a community level uh and i i mean it's I have to just use Smash as the example because Smash Bros, because that is the you know the example that's coming to light. But I'm sure this is in you know other communities. But it, the tournaments, like uh, one, I guess I was saying this because the first responsibility, like I mean, we can bl- like you know blame the tournament organizers and blame like that there's no security and blame you know all all of this stuff all we want. like it's my kids i need to prepare them so what like what's my plan and uh, (laughs) i mean i can't tell them you know not to i mean in some cases i you know i would tell them have like not have to go but uh it's what i mean is that it's there is not a just a one answer to to give uh, you will have to prepare as the parent, you would have to prepare your kids for the circumstance that's happening. I mean, if it's just like a small tournament and it's a college kid's house, maybe not even let them go. Cause I mean, when, if the problem was just like, not that that was ever just the problem. I know there's always, it, it was more just that the doors were closed and it's now it's much easier to expose this information, but surely surely it's gotten worse because it didn't used to be this bad. I went to tournaments. I know, I know younger people like people far younger than than me have gone to way more tournaments for way longer or well, kind of longer just over, you know, span of more years. They put more tournament time in. They've never had any of this happen. Uh, at least never told me. So I, you know, uh, this, this seems un unheard of in some ways, but it, it's still out there. And I, I just don't think there's going to be a one answer. I think that the tournaments are going to need to start being assembled better. It's hard. The tricky part is a lot of this takes place in like after parties or free time, because what, what happens is, and this is why it's like a cultural thing. And it's almost like these, you know, the tournaments and stuff need to stop because it, it's, not because it's all bad, but because it creates a breeding ground for these predators to get away with things. Um, it's, it's almost like an open cage zoo. It just like, it lets like the bears who can just, just outright kill everything. It just lets them be the, you know, the most dominant predator will dominate in whatever habitat and that like the T-Rex or whatever. And uh, I know I'm in some weird territory. I'm sorry. This is just really, <laughs> I've kind of rambled on a bit. This is, uh, yeah, it's, scary. It's, cr- it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know, we played so much smash bros and just, you know, no, I, you don't think about it really, at least like anymore. Or I didn't at least. And it's just, yeah. I mean, it, it just every nothing sacred or nothing, you know, like, 
a bunch of actors, YouTubers, uh, you know, now yeah. Smash players. So many people have been found out, and it's just everywhere. You, you know, even like churches, of course, that yeah. stuff. It's just like it's, it's more common than people even ever imagined. Absolutely, absolutely. And the the I guess the scary part that. I really wanted to bring this up is that games, I guess for me, you know, in game like tournaments and it just video games have just been such a community thing. I love community gaming and whether it's online or what have you. Uh, and it just seems like it's just better to save, you know, for your own safety, uh, you know, just stick to like online tournaments. If you're going to try and play tournaments and anything, because just like you can go down a dark alleyway, and you know you're not doing anything any wrong with that, but I mean you just there's just it sucks that there's predators out there who just want to use you like who are they are you know literal predators out there and right. uh, it's uh it's you just have to decide like you know is this worth the risk it's uh yeah I I don't know I mean it's just they're just everywhere and you really just can't be looking behind your shoulder constantly so it's like a lose-lose almost and then your quality of quality of life lessens if you're you know because you have to be so careful and and but then yeah if you don't it's like yeah then it would be even worse (laughs) it could be so but yeah and uh it's it's really known for like it's just especially scary for like, you know, parents for, for, yeah, for parents and, and females, I guess, is what I was going to go into. Like, fem- like females who want to, g- like, get into competitive Smash and so on like that. And, you know, then they they play. And, I, I mean, I can just imagine, especially if there's, like, after parties and you're just trying to have fun with your Smash Bros. friends. And then, you know, like, they bust out some drinks and then it's like, you know, a, I... I don't know exactly how the scenarios go down, but I just mean what, uh, I know there's, I just know there's lots of sexual harassment, lots of it, you know, most of it, most of it being swept under the rug. What we're seeing is just the screenshots, like how many interactions, like how many, how much of life do people go like ready to capture that moment as you know, evidence for a court of law. You're, you know, yeah. you're not. You can pull out your phone, maybe take a picture, but it's of all, something. But it's only until we get to that Black Mirror episode where we record everything. You know, if you've seen that episode, <laughs> I have not. But like every, everything, everything you see through your eyes is a recording. You can go back through in that in that episode. Like, yeah. and that's could be a reality one day. Also. Yeah. Yeah. some you like just... some you know like contact lens smart lens or whatever system that can yeah. do all that it's insane that record so it records your memories for you right like exactly. hypothetically or, yeah. or, or is like an ssd for a solid state drive whatever or, you right know, some yeah. whatever basically yeah so something along those lines something yeah. like that or or if you know apple or whatever companies like come out with those like glasses that AR glasses, augmented reality that yeah. can 
have like a HUD constantly on the screen and record and all that. I can't even yeah. imagine. We'd we'd have to be in the movie like surrogate with Bruce Willis or whatever it's called or something, <laughs> just to so we wouldn't actually be in any danger. Just yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's trippy, but um, it's just uh, sorry, I'm not trying to stumble because there's even there's even like cancel culture stuff, you know, like you said you said one bad thing ten years ago and you're fired, blacklisted from whatever you know, or made a mistake one time they dig it up and it's like so that's getting worse even. Yeah, yeah, and some of that, like... So just just, just things mm-hmm. in general are just getting worse, it seems like. That's what I... Absolutely. That was my main point. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... It's just... It's like... Uh, as, as technology increases, yeah, it's like... Things it like will be, that. Yeah. And that political correctness and stuff like that. It's, and it's worst. It's just a shame that, like, you know, what what you would go to like f- for fun uh, you know uh, it's just you can't you can't it's like you want to go to a music concert but you know where i i don't know you're just there's so many predators out there now it's not that there's anything wrong with going to the music concert or going to these events and the tournaments themselves are not bad but there, the thing is, is there are so many predators out there now, and I mean, surely there has been, and ju- I just mean it's it, it's gotten worse. One because just more people, two because the culture is like part of the culture is you know it's like an infection, and it's just it's like like people know that other people can get away with it, so like some pros get away with it, and that's why all these like you know, high level players are all hiding the same thing and they've, and they've all been, you know, pros for a long time. And some of them have like lived with each other for uh, like at points and, you know, as like roommates. And I just mean that they're, you know, it's like, it's, there's just too many predators out there now. It just sucks. And they're like, everything is just a system for, for abuse. Like every, every, thing that would be for fun or everything that would be for you know entertainment is also somebody like abusing it some way like and not not in just like a oh i'm watching a you know pirating a movie i mean that that's that's i mean that's not like uh sorry it's a whole different like you know topic of things i just uh it just sucks that there's so many pre- like actual people trying to hurt, especially sexually prey on like young kids. They, you know, you can't even go to a video game tournament right. without worrying about being raped. And so or it's just, some like convention or something. Or whatever. Yeah, an anime convention without being grabbed. You know, it's just it's just you know really sucks for for what because most of the, most of the people there are fine. Most people there are fine, but there's there's what like uh I, I don't know two thousand people or something at like you know a big convention mm. maybe maybe a thousand I don't know and uh it, you know that means there's like what like twenty 
20 to 50, possibly more. I'm trying to, I don't know, I'm just throwing some kind of number out there. That I just mean there's, a, there's an amount of creepers, and it may only be like 5%, which 10% or what have you. Uh, maybe something only like 20. But that's still, that's a lot of creepers, you know, walking around, watching right. for... Yeah, it's you like know. those to catch a predator things that were on TV or something. Mm-hmm. A so while I, back, I guess I just wanted to bring it up more, more as a because it's sort of being brought up as a Smash Bros thing, and I know part of it is, and right. Smash Bros does have a culture. I I didn't I don't want to pretend like I went to a lot of tournaments, but I you know I went to some and mm-hmm. not for recent ones but like for the brawl ones and it, it just uh uh i got to see some of the you know college tournament experience you know experience and uh the, it was more at least at that time uh, there seemed to be some more you know responsibility they didn't have alcohol out with with the kids they had alcohol out the night before and put it away and then the day that the tournament was there like it was you know, the house was still messy, but the the, the alcohol and, and you know booze, all this stuff was away, and so it was. Uh, not that there wasn't any danger before. I just mean like, I just want to bring it up because people just need to really, you know, be aware that you can't even just drop your kids off to any video game tournament, uh, you know, any event anymore without. Yeah. Well, we're old enough that even when, you know, yeah, we were just told to go outside and play and just go out, whatever, wherever, just come back like at sundown or something. Yeah. Or just dropped off anywhere like, okay, yeah, you need a ride here to the mall or whatever, or whatever. Cool. And yeah. It's not really think about it. <laughs> so, what now? Now, Arizona Mills Mall, the mall that I live close by is, uh, I mean, I'm not sure how things are right now with COVID, you know, running amok, but at least as far as last year and just at an increasing rate, it was a hot spot for like child abduction and stuff like that. So every time I went there with my kids, I felt like I felt like I was going into war. Yeah, it, it was like heavy rain. It was just like, you know, you yeah, were yelling, was... <laughs> yelling. <laughs> and like, they're just like, <laughs> my kids are so frustrated with me because I'm just like so uptight. And I'm just like, I'm trying to let them have fun. But they're they're all asking to do different things and running off in different ways. And one starts going in the store. It's like, oh, my God. It, it's, it is. Right. So I just, I mean. I haven't gone in there for a very long time just because it's too stressful. And then I won. I haven't gone this year because of COVID, but um, Mm. anyway, uh, then, I mean, that kind of wraps up the new section kind of talked about that what I wanted to, but it was something I, you know, wanted to uh, bring up because I'm, I mean, I'm a little triggered by it just because it's uh, just really sucks. It's like smash bros, two of all things. One of my favorite game series all time so right. yeah it's just, it's just yeah you would never think okay. about that it's one of those things where I, I thought i'd be able to like you know almost like not uh i'm gonna elaborate here i didn't mean to i'm not describing this so seriously but like you know train my son to like be good at video games and and uh or just whatever he wants but you know just just play video games with him and he's like playing smash bros at like already right now at three and uh can beat the level three computers and, and uh 
Um, you know, just have him keep going better. And then he goes to a tournament, you know, it's like, there's those prodigy kids. There's some that are like 10, 12, 13, and they're, they dominate at their local scene. You yeah. know, how scary is it for them? To, like even, even like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and clay and stuff, you know? Yes. It's crazy. That's exactly what I mean. So smash bros is only one community. How many communities out there that people aren't even thinking of that, that won't be talked about. There's so much of this that won't be talked about. And that's that's kind of my concern because people are like, oh, fix Smash and Smash is doomed. Screw Smash. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I mean, just it's it's that does need to die. It should die because I'm kind of upset at that. Not not the game series. I mean, like the mm. culture community that's that's bit like these high school turn. The tournament shouldn't be run the way that they are like so on a you know, unofficially. And I think that's gotten better, but uh, still a lot of, a lot of um, Smash Bros. players have been coming out uh, like commentators and just people in the scene have been saying that it's not ran well, like from an adult perspective, like it's not, uh, you know, like mediated, it's not monitored. It's just sort of like, uh, I don't know, like a yeah, field day. Totally. So um, once you get in the door, you know, you pay your entry fee and the, there's security to get in the door. And then once you get in, you know, it's. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's anyway, we will get into a movie because we saw a movie that you recommended uh, called Parasite from the year uh, 2019 uh, last year. Um Right. It's this movie is uh, what I don't want to say notorious, like famous for uh, yeah. winning the the Oscars and like several several Oscars. I don't yeah. pay attention to the Oscars, but I know it like stole the show. Which yeah, was... yeah, it swept the board, and it the, it was just the first foreign film in like a, you know the history of it to win yes. that award. So that's kind of in like what ninety. Year, something insane years there's so many people outraged that yeah exactly and yeah there's so many people outraged by like the sub- subtitled film winning best picture and like it should have just won best foreign film you know I mean? <laughs> because i'm i i don't like often care for like the phrase like i will eat your tears but i that is I kind of i'm just like relishing in that oh, i keep crying about it because it you know it just right i mean I, I didn't i didn't know like i mean it at first, um, you know, watching it in the beginning, I uh, just, you know, for a couple of minutes was a little weary of having to watch a whole subtitled film, you know, but sure. that, that went away like pretty fast. So when I got into it and got used to it again, since I, you know, I haven't watched like anime or anything in a while, so I'm not used to <laughs> subtitles usually, but... Yeah, but it, but it didn't matter. So the performances, everything was just. When I was talking about the Oscars, I guess my concern is mostly that, like you know, it couldn't win. Surely, I understand if people say like they have a hard time getting into uh, the subtitle film winning. Right. But if you're going to give an award to a movie to say like, oh, it's subtitled, so it, it can't be best picture. It has to be foreign language film. Like it's yeah, your yeah, right. There, there, you're just trying to play semantics because you're you're sad that your favorite movie wasn't picked for the spot. Not that I care about the Oscars anyway, because it's just, like, they've picked so many, it just, it doesn't matter. It's, I feel like it's not true, and I, I mean, 
I, I go on. Oh, I was just going to say, it's, it's just sometimes they get it right, the Oscars, and this was one of them. <laughs> so, yeah. Where I was a believer when I, once I watched it, I was like, especially yeah, since it did a landslide too. That was it was just cool. <laughs> yeah, um, right. I wish so, the Lighthouse won something, and I still feel like I like the Lighthouse. You know, but I I think the Lighthouse is my favorite movie of last year. Um, but Parasite, I don't remember all the movies, but Parasite maybe number two. So I did really like it, but it's it's up there. I really yeah. really like Parasite. So I guess uh to just. I mean, we're late to the party. I don't even know if we need to explain the plot of Parasite, you know, the, the premise. But it's, uh, the premise is that uh, there's a poor family and a wealthy family. And there's somewhat of a uh, metaphorical and literal uh, class war as there is, uh, you know, love, betrayal, a uh, um, little bit of violence. Uh, it's a, a very, very th- thrilling drama movie. Uh, is how I would, dis- if I had to give a description of the movie, it'd be a, uh, what, drama, like a drama thriller, because it feels like it's trying to be a drama, but it, I felt like this movie was far more thrilling than Quiet Place. Like, if I have to right. use the word thrilling, I, for me... Yeah, yeah, it's insane, especially, especially yeah, like this, you know, <laughs> some later parts that, you know, we'll may discuss or something. Yes, yes. So, and uh, we'll say to everyone, I'll, I'll say to everyone right now that we'll do a uh, parasite. We'll do real quickly. We'll through. We'll run through a no spoiler uh, kind of review of the movie. Uh, that's what we're doing right now, and then we can go into spoilers, so we can go over some details we like. Because I think most people have seen it by now. But in case, uh, <laughs> uh, in case you haven't, go watch the movie. Uh, yeah, it's mainly easier now because it was on. It's on Hulu, so it's like more people have access uh, easier, or they don't have to rent it outright, which is, might be a turn off to some. Yeah, if they have to just pay the five bucks or whatever to mm-hmm. watch that one versus like is it the, free on Hulu? Uh, yeah, with the yeah with the subscription or with the ads or whatever. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, I rented it off of uh, Amazon. I, I didn't even think about Hulu. Uh, I was just kind of... I did actually watch it. Uh, it's because I don't have Hulu on my phone. And I did watch the movie um, Anti-Lynch Style, as I call it. And I watched it on my phone. Because <laughs> that's how I have to watch movies. Is, is, uh, it lets me... Uh, I just have kids and I have too much to do. And I can focus yeah, and yeah. pause it at will. And I, it doesn't for me, I mean, I can, movies will definitely be enhanced by a theater, theater experience. It's especially when there's particular movies like Dunkirk or something where like the sound is uh, a big part of the movie. But uh, it, I don't know. It doesn't take away from my overall review you know, experience of the movie, I can still experience the story. I'm my attention is uh, better because I, it's like I can pause it when my attention is being pulled away and I can rewind it. And like, if I miss anything, I just like, Oh, what did they say here? And some, sometimes I wanted to see a scene again. So I just rewound it the 30 seconds. So I love anti Lynch style. Um, <laughs> it, uh, I mean, I still prefer sit down and theater experience. I'm not like, not gonna really argue with that. I just, 
it's like a practicality thing. Like, why would you say you can't watch a movie just uh, <laughs> on your phone? Yeah. He said that yeah. before. Or even like a tablet or something. Exactly. Anything. He hates, yeah, David Lynch, the director, he, he does not like you watching a movie on anything other than a TV screen or a movie theater screen. And it's just yeah. like, I mean, I, I understand. I prefer those two. But we just live in days where what if all you have is a phone? What if these people like, I don't know, in right. some, some poor you know, poverty, I don't want to say part, just, you know, poverty situation where they just, they can't get a, 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 you know, big living room TV and there's no theater and they just get it. They have access to a phone or a tablet. Yeah, and it's like, they don't deserve and, to watch my films. Yeah. They, they don't do get to watch this. Holland drive. Yeah. Don't yeah. watch it. You don't get to watch yeah. a parasite. Right. Uh, yeah. And so it's, a. Uh, that's right. What, that's what the attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm, it was good. I'm all for uh, for anti lunch anti lunch. Uh, I love having the uh, the viewership freedom. I mean, I still, especially because I can watch the movie on my phone, and it's like, well, that's a good movie. And then then I can, you know, buy the physical copy if I so want, um, or or buy the digital copy and then watch it on the big screen TV and like actually appreciate it and you know maybe pick up on more details and you know it's a. Uh, I want to say actually appreciate it. I mean, you know, appreciate it even further because I did appreciate this movie. Uh, we sh- I should go back into Parasite. Parasite, uh, yeah, I mean, I found it very thrilling, more thrilling than Quiet Place. Very, uh, very gripping. Um, it's uh, my favorite part about the movie is just what I would say is it's uh, stage, you know, setting. Uh, it, it just, it really sets up uh, its story so well. Uh, as it's going through, uh, I'm trying to talk about it without spoiling anything. <laughs> and right. that's the tricky part because so much of the movie can kind of feel like spoilers. It's really good to go into this movie cool for, since we're in no yeah, spoiler territory. Yeah, that's what I did. So I didn't even know the premise, like what, honestly. I, I was that in the dark. I didn't even know the premise. I just knew it. It won the award and um, the director. So I was like, yep, yeah, all I need to know something. I know. <laughs> I've known a little bit more than, like, you know, kind of what I said. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I, but I went and still hold, like, I didn't know the events. I just knew there was a poor family and a wealthy family and that there was, like, uh, tension. But right. that's it's, it's still pretty unique, though. This like even just the premise of it, like how it's how it went about it, you know, with the parasite type thing. Absolutely. Like I just hadn't seen any take like that ever before. Like honestly, so the exact quite like it at least. Yeah. Are you talking? Uh, yeah. Just like the just the plot in general, like how it went about it to the magnitude, like you know. That's what I, yes, how, that's what I loved. That was, uh, and I'll, I can delve into this more because uh, I have more comments to say about it, but the presentation of the movie is, is like on point. It is like, there is, there is like no wasted frames of, of information. There's so much to, uh, to take in. Uh, that was one of the things as, especially in the, like, the the first half of the movie as the you know like it's the first act is you know things are i, I you know it's the it's the first act of the story so 
uh, as everything is uh, like you get to just see characters talk, but also what you are shown. Uh, like so much of the environment is is very important to either the feel or uh, how I say. I'm just, we're not in spoilers yet, so I'm just trying not to communicate too much. I just mean there's not wasted frames. It's it's so, every shot is, is so beautiful. There's so much information where you get to see the characters, like, be behaving and look at their environment and kind of learn more about them through, like, s- just seeing their, you know, art pieces. It's so meticulous. Right. Even, even just, like, a lot of the humorous parts, whether intended or not <laughs> intended yes. as well there's some really funny parts uh like very, just especially just near the beginning with you know pesticide control or yeah yes yes <laughs> okay. well yeah the, the dad cracked me up i love the yeah. dad yeah. um the dad's probably <laughs> my favorite character you know through the movie but sure. if, if, I, I, I don't know um uh Either between, yeah, between him or, like, the mom of the rich family, like, was just hilarious, like, she just, was... I don't know, <laughs> just, <laughs> like, she, it, a lot of it probably, we, you know, wouldn't, wasn't like, I guess it could have supposed to be funny, but it wasn't like, you know, trying hard to edit or anything, she was just, her antics and mannerisms and just cluelessness sometimes yeah yeah (laughs) and they're like she's a yeah she's described as a simple woman and uh she yeah that uh (laughs) uh it's very um it it was it made for very funny circumstances she was really funny too uh or the the, the, one uh, of the funniest things mm -hmm. for me was just that them like (laughs) the dad the rich dad like sm- sniffing and smelling the, yes the poor, the smell. like the poor you know that was just like i don't know so funny like every time the smell is funny here let's uh let's um really fast because this is a movie that's i think better if we can just kind of go ham on and just, All right, just, right. just bust out the details so i i because i feel like we've kind of hyped up in the movie to anyone who hasn't seen the movie surely not by us but has just been heard to rec you know go see it um i'll we'll we'll just give our recommendation right now i mean i give it two thumbs up i have some we'll say some like i don't know things that that um i don't really want to say criticisms because i'm not trying to say like pick apart the movie but i just mean there was some things that uh yeah, you know, I, I just didn't like about the movie. Uh, but those are very, very, like, all compared. I did love the movie. Very, very good movie. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Thumbs up for me. So, do you recommend as well? I'm yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a, a plus for me. I, I don't really have anything yeah. about it. <laughs> so. a, yeah, a, I, I'm fine giving it an A plus. I don't, um, I... I, I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of weird with plus because I just kind of don't believe in the perfect of like, like, uh, <laughs> like, like a, a perfect 10 out movie. Of 10 or something. I don't. 
well, I don't believe in the concept that like when people say, "Oh, this is a perfect movie." Oh, this is a, it, flawless. I, I just feel like every <laughs> review is is like just your, you know, like your perspective, your your review of it, and uh, uh I just don't really. I just uh, am skeptical of movies being perfect, so I don't look for flaws. I more look for like the, just the overall experience. You know, like if I'm getting on a roller coaster, the roller coaster has to like do some loading and there's going to be like out of the a hundred percent of the roller coaster, there's going to be maybe 5% of the ride. I don't like, and if I'm going to say, Oh, it wasn't a 10 out of 10 because this, and it's, I just not worried about that. I'm just, am I going to, how much did I love it? Did, did, did this feel like I want to, you know, I love different thing, things for different reasons, but uh, I'm sorry. I kind of went <laughs> another uh, ramble. Right. territory but right because because even like eight plus or 10 out of 10 might not even mean it's perfect it just means it's like superb you know like masterpiece even like because even master a masterpiece i mean can't necessarily so, be yeah without any so a couple movies that uh that I know we're supposed to get into Parasite, no spoilers, but I guess I have a good example um, because stuff like this has come up before. But like uh, No Country for Old Men, uh, you know, you know, I've talked, my favorite movie of all time, uh, that has like weird flaws where some of the cars in the movie are like, the movie takes place in like 1985 and some of the cars were made in like 1990 or something like that. So some of the cars, I guess if someone's like an auto, like if someone's watching the movie, if you show it to your uncle and he works on cars, he's like, what is that 1990 car doing in this 18, 18 or 1980 movie? It doesn't make sense. You know, it's like, uh, or the shotgun that the villain uses is silenced. I'm like, oh, that doesn't work. You know, it's like, <laughs> just shut up. It's the movie. Like, right. I'm not, and some people said like, oh, am I supposed to turn my brain off? Like, n- n- no. But if you're reading a fiction book and you're like, that doesn't work, that doesn't work, that yeah. doesn't work. How is there it's an explosion in space? Fiction book. How is there explosions in space? If we're watching a documentary <laughs> or, or if the, some of the movies are, that's the point of the movie is they're supposed <laughs> to be like so grounded and gritty and real. And when, when things like, uh, if that is the point of the movie, if it's like the last of us, you know, I mean, that's a game I know, but if that's the point of the, if it's supposed to be so, you know, so gritty and so actual real, then it really should not try to, you know, break those physics. But if you're watching like a, I want to say something, um, a movie like alien, like Ridley Scott's alien or something like that. And you're going to say, Oh, that's not how space works or, Oh, that's not how this works. Like they're working with their limitations They're They don't, they can't film in space. So they're just doing what they can. And it's, there's an expectation that what uh in film what you see on screen is what you are supposed to be shown and that is true like to an extent like the i mean the director whoever's whatever team has crafted this film you know you should be shown what they want to show you but you can't get everything perfect especially in studios when there's a deadline uh and what i mean these people have a they're like movies when it comes down to it, if they're going to have financing, they're a deadline and the person's not going to be able to, like if the special effects looks bad, the director probably knows it. 
and the special effects team, I guarantee knows it, but they didn't have enough time to like perfect it or they weren't paid enough. It's, it's something like that. Uh, yeah, I think there's like a famous scene in like the movie Heat or something like that from ni- 1995 or something that uh, has some crazy influential and awesome action scenes, but a few like glaring flaws. I think I read that once or something that uh, they just left in and like, it's like, how could you miss that or something, you know, some continuities or something. And, and it's like, if I, if I see a movie that I just, that I feel is like, you know, no country for old man, like just, or moonlight, another shiny example, like the perfect, like I, I just, that just these movies just are so emotionally impactful to me. And, and as far as like the logic of the, uh, uh, like the emotion of the movie plays out, it plays out in, you know, a smooth order and the, the message, the feeling of the movie is very, you know, it is still well communicated it as I guess if the flaws like don't air the communication, like hinder the communication of the movie, then it doesn't, you know, it doesn't bother me. But if it's something that's like, um, uh, you get into weird things where it can be like Grand Moff Tarkin from Rogue One and areas like that. And it's like, eh, that, like, you know, weird things can hinder a viewing experience. And I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I just don't see, uh, uh, for the most part, I don't. I just don't look at like flaws, and I don't try to deduct points. I rate on on a level of experience. And uh, Parasite, I <laughs> took that way too far. I'm so sorry. Parasite is a ten out of ten experience. Parasite is an A plus experience. Hmm. I think. Yeah. And uh, so we can go into uh, spoilers. It's uh, I know we're already close pushing the hour mark but there was some things that i uh i gotta get back my little rambles but uh there was some things i wanted to uh uh to mention specifically uh so we're in spoiler spoiler territory anyone so who doesn't want to be in the spoiler forest you know leave now uh or get lost with us <laughs> was uh something that uh that I really liked that happened and that I knew that was going to play out and that I loved how it played out was, uh, the, the dad later in the movie. I love the dad because he's a very funny character, but he's very, so that, that such a human character. Cause I, I don't know. He has strengths and weaknesses and he's just, I loved, I loved watching that character. Um, but he, uh, he says, that like the best plan is no plan because like then, you know, nothing can go wrong. And they, they play out like the party that happens at the end. They, they, uh, they're, I I mean, they didn't have the plan and look what happens. His daughter got stabbed. So it's like, I, I really like when it, it sucks, but I really like when characters, especially if they're either villainous or flawed, like uh, it happens in No Country for Old Men. I just love when when people 
can eat their eat their words and the movie also doesn't like hit you on the head with it too you don't necessarily have to connect those events but the dad did say the best plan is no plan and then his daughter gets stabbed and then he's locked in the basement forever so uh uh not necessarily for right. but you know it's like yeah, it's I mean, maybe well they they just always were looking to him for the plan like every point in the movie and yeah it just felt probably felt also felt like he was just out of gas or you know like yeah nothing just didn't know what to do next i guess yeah it was crazy but i mean they 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 had it going but yeah they of course screwed up things up yeah it's like they had they had they were in fact you know um uh they were fully infiltrated into the system and then just couldn't keep that up, you know, like yeah. just that to orchestrate that and keep that going would have been and it's insane challenge. Yes, yes. Uh and it it just it just sort of felt like uh it yeah, it was hard to watch it all play out, but also you know, uh really cool. I just I I guess I, I liked that part when because it's so, the movie's sort of lying to you in a way when you have a main character uh, saying, you know, like, if we hope that'll get us through, you know, you know, that'll get us through the, the evil and then they die or, or some one of their like they get through the evil, but someone that they love dies. And I'm like, OK, well, you know, your hope kind of works. You know? It's just kind of a, I, I like when the movies they don't it's not like they lie or that life is chaotic. You know, that's the, that wasn't planned to happen. And yeah, of course, but you know, it's just, just... I love how that there's so many competing, the movie handled like framing really, really, really well, like what's in the frame and what's outside the frame. And there's so many scenes, like it's so well shot where there's characters like, moving around in the, you know, in the background or in the foreground and the characters in the background don't notice because you're seeing the characters in the foreground and sometimes vice versa. But, uh, the, the framing was so good. And mm. when I, I was feeling like there wasn't a wasted frame for the first half. So probably my favorite thing about the movie was the pacing, especially with how it was, uh, I saw like the first maybe 60, 70% somewhere around there uh, of like, it's kind of like a chess game, like, you know, with each piece moving forward. And it's just like, like just watching everything get tangled was so just captivating. It was so like, Ooh, like, you know, get scooting you, scoot me to the edge of my seat closer. I wasn't sitting down, but I was, I was getting, you know, really thrilled. Um, and it, my favorite thing about the movie was that when it would show like characters talking the, especially like inside the house, like the rich environment, uh, just, uh, there's so much to pick up on, uh, sort of say like, sort of say subliminally just from aesthetically, uh, it felt a lot like it comes at night or, uh, there's some other movies where, uh, I want to say as it, the movie's showing you, I, I don't have a, 
a good written down example of this, but as the movie is like having you see characters talk, you get to learn or see details about the environment, particularly things like the, some of the structure of the house and where certain things are, are placed that, that kind of come into play later because, uh, it just re the information in the beginning is presented just perfectly. When I say the beginning, I mean like the first half, it is just presented, uh, perfectly. And I feel like every, like everything that you're shown is just, mwah, it's beautiful. Uh, uh Oh. Then I still, I still, uh, I loved it. I really loved the first part of it. I was like super thrilled, but, um, the last like 60 or not 60%, last like 30%, I felt was a little fast. I felt like it was edited down for, um, viewer sake. I wanted there to be more of the movie. Like, not like, a lot like the, would you say that a tipping point was when they, you know, were partying at that house and drinking and, then everything kind of went to, you know, south. Was that like kind of the point it ramped too quick or something? A little um, more, more after that. Oh, I was okay. still, I I was still liking the pacing of that. It did get fast. It did it did speed up there. What um, I guess, and maybe I'll feel differently about this with the second you know viewing ship. I've I've you know changed this before, uh, but it was just the movie felt very slow and meticulous with all of its moves. And then it felt like it just sort of had to wrap up. And I'm talking with more of how things got closer, uh, more towards the very end, maybe like last even okay. 20%. Like, like, I, like the party, you know, when they were getting things ready, things like that. Some of before that and some of after that. Some of oh, like okay. right before that and some of right after that. Because right, I, right. I love the party part. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, and I'm, I guess I'm not bringing up a, a good example of, of this, but at the, at the very end, uh, it felt a little, uh, it just kind of felt scattered to me and it just felt so meticulous. I can't really, um, the, it's hard for me to describe exactly how it is. It's, it's more of just uh, how fast the, the, I guess the events are changing. Cause I like the, it's not that I have a complaint of the story itself. I like, it's more of that. It felt a little rushed. It just felt like it played out really fast. Mm. So I'm not complaining about what happens. Cause I like, right. it all makes sense. And all of it's, I just sort of, it just, felt rushed at the end for me. I, that's the best sort of way yeah. I can describe it is that it felt so slow and meticulous. And, and I'm trying to think of like, it, it's hard for me to label a point because it, there certainly was though, where just things started. Um, it's almost like the passage of, of time sort of, you know, sort of uh, abruptly changed. Like things are, uh, uh, it's almost like if a movie, this is not exactly what happens, but if, if the movie is showing you, you know, like days and then it just sort of like, they're just talking about, uh, uh, then it just, you know, jumps to five years later and you kind of, it's just sort of out of nowhere. It, I'm not saying that's what happened. It, it just, it just felt rushed. And I would have liked, um, um, let's see a movie, uh, gone girl was like, 
two and a half hours and people were like, oh no, I should have ended it two hours. And uh, most movies need to be like under two hours. This movie felt like it had had set such a big stage and then it just felt like it kind of climaxed and ended. And it did, it, I, I don't know, it did end strong. I just feel like there should have been an extra like, um, the inf- it should have revealed the information in like maybe 10 or 15 more minutes. And maybe that's even longer that, uh, it, you know, maybe I just wanted there to be more. <laughs> it just felt fast at the end. And, and I know that's kind of what happens because uh, it does get surprisingly Tarantino, you know, uh, where kind of like, kind of like a, there's talking, lots of talking, lots of talking, more, lots of tension, lots of talking, big calamity violence. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, I, I, I just, I don't, it was like after the violence, I didn't want the story to just end. I felt like there should have been a bit more like the, like they left too many pieces like with men and uh, just, uh, I don't know. It just felt like it, it felt like there was more in the movie and it was edited down for, you know, for viewing kind of cases. And they're like, no, we got to cut it under two hours. Um, that's kind of what it feels like uh, because the movies always have more footage than like the, I don't, I don't know how much footage of the movie that they had, but it, it just feel, I wish that's all. That's the best, like the only, it's not a complaint. I just, it just felt fast at the end. And I loved the pacing of it before I was, you know, that it very well could have been my favorite movie um, of last year. And I, it's still maybe, but I feel like Lighthouse, I still like more. I thought there was uh, another important piece I want to talk about, uh, but I can't remember. I uh, can't remember if there was anything else super important. Uh, it looks gorgeous, though. The movie looks beautiful. Oh, one of my favorite funny parts, because you were talking about funny parts, the part that literally had me laughing so hard, and because uh, I didn't need them to show me that they were trolling the 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 rich mom you know after uh but it i mean it didn't it was funny that they did but when the daughter was talking about how like art therapy and like at at first at first i was totally buying it like at first when she was like oh no this because she's seeing it so seriously and then she's then she's like like no remember this isn't tutoring this is art. This isn't simple tutoring. This is art therapy. And that like, and the, the mom like smiles at it and it like, at first I was buying it and then it clicked and I just started laughing so hard because I realized that it's just trolling her so hard. <laughs> just, uh, it's kind of making fun of um, the, if, if all I was making fun of the, the obscure degrees who, you know, like, uh, and, I don't know, like a sculpting history degree. You know what I mean? Yeah, like right. a weird, yeah. like those. And, and, uh, and then, um, yeah, she was just like YouTubing it or something for like, just to, like, yeah. <laughs> she said she used Wikipedia to look up or Googled. She said she like Googled right. art therapy 
and use Wikipedia and then just ad lib the rest. And so she's just, she's, it's just no different than a pseudoscience. And it, yeah, I think right. what it was kind of making fun of was that like, there's rich, there's, you know, people buy into, um, uh, goop. There's, uh, there's like rich people with like way too much money. And, and I mean, that's not the only problem. There's people just buy into right. this kind of crazy stuff. And I'm not to say art can't be therapeutic in ways. Cause I don't yeah. want, or even like to, the like, psychics and stuff like that. Oh, that's good. I like to, I like Parasite. Um, I was really glad that you recommended it because I needed to watch it. Uh, and that, that was the same director that did Snowpiercer, which we've also covered. Right. Yeah, cool. exactly. So it's just... And Oakjo, which we've also seen. We're kind of following this guy now, huh? <laughs> Actually, I still haven't seen that one yet, but we, I thought about it. Well, uh, oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. I thought about watching it, but I just uh, didn't, I guess. I don't know. I don't feel like you're missing much. I mean, it's not a bad movie, and I understand when people say that they really like it. I just I just don't think, um, I, I don't know. We kind of live in an age where there's so many, like, good movies, and I just, that, that movie had too many things, like, not special about it. It had some good stuff, but I don't know. Just, for me, there's nothing, you know, um, like hard hitting, you know, anything that super brought me in. So, uh, and it has possibly, um, I, I mean, you may, I don't know if I can say the worst, one of the worst I've ever seen. I don't know if you can even say the worst, but just annoying, a flat out annoying Jake Gyllenhaal performance where I just, I just, I didn't even want him in the movie. It was, it, it was weird because normally he's someone that like, even though he can be in, it feels like a lot of movies sometimes, uh, I, have no complaints. He's always solid. He's always really good. And I, um, always like delivers, except, uh, I think the character and people will say the character is supposed to be annoying and you can say that all you want. And that makes sense, but it, that doesn't make it like enjoyable to watch on screen (laughs) when you just have an annoying character. It's like watching Asuka and like, and someone says like, Oh no, that's spunky. Like I, okay or you know if if you have someone who's like you know so full themselves that they're you know you know what i mean they're fine to be annoying and and, uh it's just it can be funny to some people but i don't know for me it just comes off as very annoying (laughs) yeah Yeah, so anyway (laughs) um a movie that has a better jake joan hall performance called enemy <laughs> uh, that uh i think we should talk about on a different podcast i'm trying to think if we should uh watch enemy next or you know if i should put that because we're off to the point where it's uh the outro we finished parasite uh let's see mm, enemy or hold on what was my other one uh Oh, I'm trying to pull up my other one. Devin, uh, have you finished Last of Us 2? Uh, no, it's... That's right. Yeah, Sorry. it's, like, you just it's like really long. And I forgot it's long. It's, <laughs> it's actually too long in my honest opinion. Like it's feels, I heard that. Feels like, it feels, yeah. feels like a little padding was added. For a game like it, that. Yeah. Or like not, yeah. not an RPG, not something that you build up and stuff for like a contained story. It just feels uh, like it 
slightly can be outstaying its welcome. You'll have to tell me more of like the contents of the. Uh, when I mean the content, I mean more of like the how much you like the actual story because I could. What I'm trying to, you know, go in the realm of Dell's Advocate here. I just mean that I could see a game, like especially if it's like a, supposed to be with this The Last of Us type of, uh, how do I say, like an exhausting a survival horror. Like pain right. is supposed to be suffering is supposed to be the game. I'm not saying that I can't see it. You know, I guess I can see it. The 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 long part benefiting if you have a like the narrative if you have something to guide people through that length but i've i don't know i've heard that the story um it just doesn't deliver for a lot of people mm-hmm. um and i i'm not trying to say that that's in the right because there's a lot of times like you know with uh mass Effect one that people said that the story doesn't deliver and which i just think is fine so um i uh, i guess what i'm i'm not trying to say that they're right what i mean is that if the story doesn't have theoretically, if the, I don't know, I haven't played last of us two. If the story has less like story than the last of us one, but then is longer than the last of us one, that's a big problem or, you know, it's kind of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Except, well, it it has to justify its existence anyway, because of how good the first one ended, like, you know that it was a contained story, and uh, you know it's like yeah. why. So you have to show me why this was even necessary besides just making money, making more money because Last of Us. But like the story-wise, yeah. um, it just kind of had no business, I guess. But that's why I'm trying to, you know, I still wanted to give it a shot and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the, you know, uh, I don't know, just, uh, uh, I think it's still just worth a, a shot and still want Naughty Dog to succeed because they've just made so many good games. You know, Crash is legendary for me. I know you're a fan of Uncharted series. I haven't got to play them as much, but, um, uh, right? You played through all the Uncharted's? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I should call, speak for you and call you a big fan, but you've played through them. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sorry. Um, I, geez, the other movie, I'm just looking through my... I don't know how it's not here. That's okay. Um, we'll just go with Enemy. Uh, I wanted to watch that one anyway. So, uh, Enemy uh, from the director... Oh, gosh, I'm... Tr- uh, his name, he's a French director. His name is, I believe it is pronounced like Denis Villeneuve. Or Villeneuve. Uh, it looks like Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, I forgot. It's not Denis. <laughs> it, he's the director of Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049, which is my favorite movie from him. Um, he, this this director is so good, though. Uh, he also did Arrival, which is really, really good, too. And he's done a, a few other... He's basically made like seven, six or seven movies, and they're all very good. Uh, Sicario. He also did Sicario. Uh, yeah. And he just... its He just doesn't make a bad movie. <laughs> um, right. 
I haven't seen his movie uh, Prisoners, which has Jake Gyllenhaal in it as well, um, and Hugh Jackman. Uh, that the, it's like Prisoners and one other one that I haven't seen from this director, but I've seen, you know, about half his stuff. Uh, so Enemy is is what I will pick for our next movie. Enemy is from 2014, directed by looks like Denis Villeneuve or Villeneuve, but it's. Small joke, villain new wave. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a he's he's French, so it's kind of a, a joke. But if they're like, I'm very sure it's not that. But it, it, I there's, guess it could there's be. There's no like um, accents or anything. I don't know. So <laughs> it sounds like Spanish, though. If you say villain new wave eh? or uh, like uh, someone's, I heard it from just this other uh, video that was just making me laugh. Uh, Anyway, this director's really good. Enemy, um, and we'll we'll do a uh, a no spoiler and a spoiler, you know, segment again for next uh, next episode for it. Uh, all right, Devin. Well, thank you uh, for talk for taking time to talk with you, Devin. This is awesome. Love our conversations, and uh, yeah, thanks for anyone who uh, made it this far as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, we appreciate your time and please a comment or something on Facebook on a uh, Chad podcast. If you have anything to say, uh, or if you want us to talk about anything, uh, cause we're kind of open to, uh, talk about many things. So let us know if I guess there's any requests. Uh, anyway, yeah. we'll be watching enemy uh, from 2014 and talking about it next week. So, uh, take care everyone. Keep surviving yeah. 2020. <laughs>